0: the ins and outs. of Aww. So we've got Miriam. Hello, Miriam. Great to see you. Hi. Everything's to- fine. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Ooh. And Sigrun, are you off from Hi. work? You're able to, to make it today?
1: Yeah, Um, I'm actually working right now. I have two laptops in front of me. So <laughs> you're multitasking in the best
0: possible way. Oh, that's good. <laughs> That's good, and Claudia, of course, from Belgium, and Annette is bringing up Australia. Yay! <laughs> oh. <laughs> you have your European connection, so you're you're on here with flying oh, ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So we have. Let me just make this bigger so I can see all of you. Now I don't have to worry about being able to, s- to see people coming in, since Claudia will take care of that. So. Yes. We have um Miriam is our newest person. So why don't we devote um some time to what you would like to talk about? And I have one question from Hannah. But before we get into that, just so you can maybe collect your thoughts as to what you'd like to ask. So this week was module six. So it's now it feels like we're like just rolling so quickly. So module six is all about enrolling with ease, effective time management organizing your business to be a business, and then a lot of my lessons learned in my network marketing journey. But I also want to talk about module four, because of course we skipped module five, which really was just double action week, since we took two weeks to do module one. So we just skipped over module five. So module four was the follow-up process, resolving objections, personal development for your business and life, and developing unshakable and authentic self-confidence. We didn't go as much into that content because we had Hannah's great question last week. So, Miriam, if there's any questions from module four or module six, um, feel free. Or if there's just something you'd like to discuss in your business or personally, you can bring that to this call too.
2: Um it's not so much that I want to discuss something. It's more like I I still am not so like Hannah too. Um I'm not so sure how to do this enrollment. You know, it's not so easy because if you talk to people and say, okay, you can do this and you can then do that, yes, they say okay, they're interested or they aren't interested. This is simple. I know this, no problem. But the thing is with um Um, um, for instance, with this topic, network marketing. Most people are so, uh, that I always think, "Mm, it's really, it's not so easy to get this topic rolling in a conversation. It's not that I jump right in. No, no, because I've learned it from you not to do that. Sure, and I don't do it. But the thing is, I never get um, over a certain point Point where people say, "Okay, um, this is that what they would like to do in the next one or two years." Never. I, I It's always more. Uh, hi, how are you? Yes, I'm good. And how are you? And then then the topic stops. And I always think this is not very helpful. Not really. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I always think, okay, this is not the thing I would want to get going in a conversation. Not really.
3: Hmm.
0: So, okay. No, great question. So is the question that in the conversation, when you're making friends with someone, there never comes the opportunity to be able to ask like, what were your goals in the next couple of years? Okay. Exactly. so it's, it's like, how do I go from making friends and building rapport to yeah. talking about? Yes. Okay. Makes perfect time. sense. So the When you're, when you're generally, so there's different ways when you're generally making friends, the first way is that I always try to make friends with them, but I know that usually I'm not going to talk about the business in that first meeting. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. So, but what I do is I collect enough information. So I know, you know, maybe what their hobbies are, what their job is, you know, all of that type of thing. And then, but I get their contact details
3: mm-hmm. and you
0: know maybe maybe it's like, um, oh, that was a great conversation. We should you know get together for coffee at another time, you know so yeah. so that type of thing where you you're really trying to, in that first meeting, just find connection points, yeah and establish a way that you can stay connected mm-hmm. and
2: exactly that is mostly the problem because people do not want to stay connected and I always think how can that be because I know a lot of people I have so many friends on Facebook and I always think they never want anything it's only if they have an idea what they want yes they come to me no problem but yeah. um the other way around, it's not really something they would want to have. Or so at least it always feels like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> always think, oh <laughs> my god, this is really hard. It really is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that because that that's okay. really only your your one of ten ways. So this is a way we can take pressure off of ourselves as well. Okay. We we want to have 10 channels.
2: Okay.
0: But I don't know if you remember because everything flies by so quickly the first time you go through. Mm -hmm. But it's it's in your um module two, authentic of inviting.
3: Okay. I
0: I think it's lesson two or three. I can't remember. Oh, actually, I have it right here. Yes. So the 20, so module two, lesson two, 20 ways to never run out of prospects. Okay, um, yep. go through that particular lesson again because it will get your mind thinking in terms of 10 channels. Okay. And so, in business, I was always taught when I did business coaching years ago that no matter what business you're in, you have to have 10 different ways to get clients. Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. And so
0: then there's never too much pressure on one. So, th- mm-hmm. the one way that we've just been talking about is making friends, and that, that can take like a long time. <laughs> so put that away for us for a moment. We're going to come back to okay. that. But you want yep. to be thinking of these nine other ways. Okay, And, and it, that particular lesson will help you go through, because currently, do you have any, hi, Ali, good to see you. Do you have any associates or customers currently? And it's okay if you don't. Yes I have I have two
2: and, uh, and the one is um, ordering quite a few things yes okay um but otherwise I it's more like I'm standing before a, I don't know what a horse and the horse says uh-uh, uh-uh. Was, <laughs> oh my god not again
0: uh-huh. yeah. okay well let's let's think of so the one client that orders a lot where did yeah. she come from for me actually, because yeah. So was, um, it, was it a friend? Yeah, like she's a long my term? mother.
2: She's my mother, yeah. And and okay. she really is these things. And she thinks they're great. Really, uh yeah. And I always think, yeah, it's great if you think that. And I'm happy if you think that. I really am, because I know that it's not so easy for many people to see the value in something like that. Not so much. Okay. At least I don't
0: experience it that way okay we we want to shift that because you you think about say even if everyone that's in Soulcraft or everyone that's in your network marketing company or everyone that's in another network marketing company, yeah. there are so many people out there that would love this because we all love your network marketing company. We just have to find them <laughs> so yeah, yeah exactly find them. Mm-hmm. So what you, you want to shift your thinking to this is a hard thing for people to get their head around, not many people like mm-hmm. this, to there are so many people out there that want this. Because if, if we look at every, any network marketing company, whether it's like Amway, you know, like I always think who would join Amway? It's like still the biggest company, I think, in the world. You know, or Tupperware. It's like who would join Tupperware? Oh, yeah, Tupperware. Oh yes, <laughs> I know these topics. Yes, yeah. So, so there are people. There are so many. You know, like the amount of people that are in Deterra, Isogenics, LifeWave, Usana. Okay. There's so many. There's so many. But mm-hmm. we, once we have an experience a couple of times, that yeah. becomes our world.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so what we have to be willing to to think is okay, there is another world out there that I need to put my attention on.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right okay. now, my, my attention is on all the people who are saying no and all mm-hmm. the people that don't seem to like this, but I want to yeah. put my attention on who are the people that want this. And okay. and mine has to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. Mostly, yes, I would say, yeah. It's it's very, I mean, you can, you know, some people have really good imaginations, like architects, you know, they can really visualize. But mm-hmm. even for me, like, it's much easier for me to see a house I like than to construct it in my mind. You know, it's, oh, it's yes. actually easier. For mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: So what I, if you can practice, every time that I think people don't want to hear about the product or the business, yeah. Let me think about how many people have come Mm -hmm. to my convention. Have have you ever gone to your convention for your company? Not yet, no. No? Okay. Have you maybe seen pictures of? Yeah, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. All those people love the product Mm -hmm. and love the business. (laughs) So they're there. They're absolutely there. Uh, Okay. So I think shifting that will help. Mm-hmm. Then we want to make sure that you have ten channels, so you're not dependent on any one channel. So not oh. just on, on colleagues and and people you meet. Okay. So one way, and why I asked you where your person came from, so even if it's your mom, who yeah. in your mom's circle of influence potentially could okay. you get referrals from?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about exactly that yesterday because I'm um, sure she knows a lot of people. But um, at the moment, she's more, um, you could say, she goes back in a way. It's more, uh, not go, goes back, is the wrong word. But the thing is, she's more very private at the moment. And she doesn't go so much in contact with other people anymore. Not mm-hmm. so much. Yeah,
0: That's okay, too, because you could ask her, Mom, do you... In your circle of influence, who do you think could benefit from these products? Yeah. And, and would you be comfortable with me contacting them? Yeah. Letting sure. them know that my my mother um, has been on these products and thought you might or may, may or yeah. may not. So yeah. I always like to use may or may not. Yeah, may or may not is good, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't put any pressure. Yeah,
2: Sure.
0: So that, that could be, so that would be another channel. So for everyone, you always want to think where, where do I get my, or where have I gotten my current clients or associates?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So if it's from your family, like for me, when I looked at my, when I did this years ago, it was from people who weren't in nine to five jobs. Yeah. Mostly, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, nobody came from a nine-to-five job. They were like a real estate agent. They were a pharmaceutical Mm -hmm. sales rep. They were, no one had a normal job. So I knew that was my market. And so that really helps you define probably where more of your people are going to come from. Now, in your case, since it's your mom, you could say, okay, my family is perhaps a good target market, but also how can I utilize that family energy I can ask for referrals. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay.
0: So that's going to be another one of your channels. So you'd have family. So is there any other family members referrals? That's another channel. Mm-hmm. Then your, your acquaintances that you're making over time, that's a third channel. So, but then we want to get seven more.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So okay. I, what, I'd love you to do is go back to that module two lesson two and watch Mm -hmm. that so you can everyone should have 10 channels okay or where you are are sourcing your people so Mm -hmm. and I'll give you some ideas for me another place is going to personal development seminars and workshops and any, like I'm always interested in learning. So I'll go take an art class. I'll go take a pottery class. I'll go take a dance class. I'll go to personal development class. Mm-hmm. And I'm always meeting people that could potentially be interested in my network marketing business or my courses or my dance classes. Okay. That That's where my clients come from. One of the 10 is, is courses or classes or workshops. And there's also free things if if you're trying to budget, there's also free things you can go to, you know, like it could be a free yoga class, it could be a free community event, but where yeah. can you go that will put you in contact with people who are putting themselves out there, because it takes something to go to a pottery class to a, so I would re- really suggest that as well. For me, also, again, I, I had mentioned this. Anything that wasn't like a nine to five job, like where could I find those people? So, like real estate agents, you know, people who weren't on a normal nine to five.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the other big thing that we teach in Soul Craft, and you you will learn more when you go through this module or this lesson. But what can you do? That you can bring people together that positions you as the expert.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And whether that's a book club, whether it's hosting a new moon ritual, you know, whether it's a free mm-hmm. just anything that positions you as the host. Mm-hmm. So that then you've got instant credibility. You're bringing people together and you're creating a community. Okay, but the big, the biggest thing is is to never get stuck on, I don't have enough prospects and no one is saying yes because that okay. simply means that you have to spread the net. It doesn't mean anything about you. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything about the opportunity. Just means that you need to spread your net wider.
2: Okay, thank you very much. That
0: helps enormously. And to always think like whenever these objections come up in network marketing, like for example, it's the world is going to get saturated. Like there's like this is always an argument in network marketing that you're going to reach saturation point. (laughs) And it's like that's impossible. Like no company worries about reaching saturation point. If Apple worried about saturation point, it would never, you know, like we're never going to get saturated because there's new people coming online, being born every day. Mm-hmm. it's the same thing like if we think we don't have enough prospects to talk to there's so many out there that are wanting this product and wanting an opportunity
4: okay
0: there is raising mm-hmm.
3: the hand.
4: Sorry. Sorry. No, your alarm clock raising. is a green <laughs> sorry, sigrun, sorry. Oh, sigrun raising the hand oh sigrun raising the
1: hand okay yes sigrun Yes, I actually have, um, it's very interesting for me as well, the topic, and I was just thinking two questions to what you said. Um, when you say um, you attract people in your network marketing by you dance classes, how would you, I mean, you actually are the teacher, you're teaching your dance class, and how is that giving you the chance to attract someone new to, to your USANA business, for example? How would you come okay. into a conversation like that? That would be my first question. And may I ask the second before I forget it? Yes. <laughs> the second is um, if you um, have someone in your circle, for example, who has a business in works in real estate and you I mean, I met a couple of people who had a business, but thought, uh, I have my business. I don't want another business. You know, I don't want an extra business. So maybe you can say something to that. Uh, I know it's all about me, basically, but
0: um, how can I shift that? Absolutely. That's such a great question. And you you will come across that with like to me, your entrepreneur, your business owner is your ideal prospect, but that's going to be their number one hesitation. I don't have time for another business. So that's, it's like they're the best prospect, but that's going to be the number one thing they they say to you. So yes, that's a great question. That's not all about you. It's it's definitely a really good question. Okay, so let's, let's talk about the first one. Actually, I want to take everyone just one level deeper with all of this. Anytime you have doubt in building your network marketing company. So, you know, whatever it is, whether it's like, are there enough prospects I can't find the people to talk to? You know, can I do this? You know, Hannah had a great thing where last week she was talking about that she was worried about um, getting this interview because then it would mean that she would have to tell her story perfectly, et cetera. A really good thing is to put all of that aside and always remember – What is it that you love about the product in your company? And what is it you love about the opportunity? And what what do you feel is your personal gift in helping people? So for example, say in, in my company, I just so believed in their supplements, like nothing else, like I wouldn't go a day without them. And then in terms of the opportunity, network marketing to me is the best way to make income <laughs> for the least hassle <laughs> compared to most businesses. Like it's just such an amazing model. And then with my personality, it really suits me because I like, I like to bring groups together and I like to inspire groups and I like to help people believe in themselves that they can do it. And I like teaching entrepreneurship. So when you have those three things, when you really think, why do I believe in the product? Why do I believe in the company? What is my way that I want to build this business that I'm really excited about? The last one is a little bit about you, but the the first two are more, if you didn't share this with people, you would be doing them a disservice. And you really want to believe that. Like if I don't share this product with someone and I know how good it is, that's a disservice. Doesn't mean you have to be pushy but if you really love this product and you really love the business as a business model, you would be doing people a disservice not to share it with them. And that, that helps take you out of the picture, like the fear, you know, the discomfort, the resistance, because the more we can take ourselves out of it, and how can I help somebody else, our fears go away. It's only when we worry about, well, how am I going to look? Am I going to look silly? Am I doing this right? Should I wait until I can do my presentation better? That's all more about us. But when we can put ourselves to the side, and how can I help somebody else? We forget about our fears. So any anytime you get stuck, just ask yourself, am I feeling stuck because I'm more worried about me And how can I actually turn it around and put my focus on helping people? And why I share this is when I used to be really scared of talking in front of people, like big, I was okay if it was like a couple of people and then I got good at, like if it was a room full of 20 people, but the next step up to like 200, 300, that just scared me. And then 8,000, good luck. (laughs) But how I made the switch is to stop caring what I would look like or come across on stage And just think of how could I actually make a shift in the people that were listening to me? And that's what I took with me after that. I can't worry about me. I have to worry about the other person. And and that changes everything. Okay. So I just kind of want to put that out there because that will help you in your network marketing business more than anything. Because when you really believe in what you're doing, you're going to find a way. Because your mission is bigger than your fears. Okay. Now, having said that, all of these questions about the nitty gritty are also really important because you you want to know the strategies and the tips. Okay. So you need both. It's not all about just, okay, I, I'm, I have a passion and a purpose. I'm just going to go out there. You also need to know the techniques, which is why we have these calls as well. So it's a combination of the two. Okay. So Sigrun, in terms of when I teach dance classes, when I have anything running, so in, in, in the beginning, it used to be my the five-day reset program. So I used to run like five-week boot camps for the my sexy fit nutrition challenge before I called it that. And so I would advertise, I have a five-day or five-week nutrition challenge coming up. I would advertise it at the end of my class and I would have flyers. Then it switched to the health and wellness spa. Same thing. I would announce it after class. Hey, everyone, I'm having a health and wellness spa. I've got one tomorrow night and one next week for anyone that can't make tomorrow nights. I have the flyers up here so you can read more about it. And if you would love to come, I would love to have you. And so I would always have flyers and I would have two dates. Then it was the sexy fit nutrition challenge. You know, and even here in Australia, I just announced it after class. And so I have a my next sexy fit nutrition challenge is da, da da da, and I just announce it after class. And I but I always have something physical for people to take away, you know. Whether back in the day it was just flyers, now it's little postcards. And of course I have a website too. But back in the day I didn't have a website at all. In terms of for the business, what I always do is I identify people that come to my class that I think would be good at the business. And then I make friends with them. I don't pounce on them right away. It might be three or four times after that they've been coming up to me. And then what I'll say to them, I'll, I'll pull them aside afterwards, or maybe we're talking afterwards. And I'll say, you may or may not know, but I have another business or my main business is. I know you've mentioned that you really don't like your job. What I'm doing, it may or may not be a fit, but I'd love to get together with you because it may be a way that we can work together. And this script is in um, inviting, so it's going to be in module two, lesson one. So that exact script of how I approach people I want to do business with in my classes is in your inviting scripts how to ask people to events like sexy fit, health and wellness spa, et cetera. That's going to be in health and wellness spa. Um, So that's going to be actually module three because it's more presentation style and I've got the inviting scripts in there.
4: Hmm.
0: But it's super easy. You know, it's just super, it's like, I just, because at the end of why I love teaching dance is everyone's energy is so high and they tend to want to do what you're doing because they feel so good. So whether it's dance, yoga, a book club that's creating community, personal development event, you know, something where people's energy is, vibration is higher, that's a perfect time to invite people. Everything is energy. So whatever we can do, like a yoga class would be perfect for then letting people know, like, what else you do. Does that help, Seagrin?
1: It does help. I have just one follow-up question. Um, yes. I know during the lockdown you you taught um, uh, dancing online. Yes. And did you did you approach the people there as well, or did you just?
0: Yes. Now a lot lot of lot of the um, people that would come were actually already in my team. Like I'd probably say seventy five percent. But I'm um, sorry, yeah. my lady's wanting attention. Um, but the other ones were all prospects, and all of them were are now on my email list as well. Okay. So okay. this is another reason why you really want to everyone needs to develop an email list.
1: Yeah, I'm on it.
0: Yeah, so so good. Now keep in mind everything that you're learning in Soulcraft, so I, I've been doing this now 25 years. Like everything I've been teaching you is is over time. So don't think that you have to, you know, go from here to here, like right away. But these things that you're learning in Soulcraft, like the WAP, and building an email list just slowly now, doesn't matter if you have 200 people on your email list, or you have 8,000, you know, starting small, you're going to have a really engaged list. I have a huge list now, but the engagement is not as good as it used to be when it was small. So Mm -hmm. just build smallly, slowly build that foundation and then everything starts to to fit together. But the key is, is that you've got to be building this in a way that you really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And it it has to be linked to what you're passionate about.
4: Uh, I have a question. Yes, go ahead. Uh, About what came to my mind. I mean, we were talking about you giving as the class, I mean, the one who's giving the class is the one doing the things. It just popped up in my mind when you said uh, the place, point in time, where people are in higher vibes, that can also, could also be um, a place where you are joining a class. With uh, I think it's important that the class is in your zone of interest. Yeah. So after a class where then zone of interest, people are in a high mood, that then you use conversations coming up and and tell your Is would that uh, do you have this kind of experience ah okay good
0: absolutely yeah so you don't you don't even have to be the host you know in yes in
4: that, that's just... what popped up in my mind <laughs> that absolutely. is that is also then um i mean also um for example for, Mir- for miriam maybe to to find an, um, a class uh, or whatever even online but well, online might be the uh, communication a bit more difficult to get, but mm-hmm. you can you can exchange in the comments, hey, I, I like what you said or whatever, and, and what about exchanging email? That's, I think, the only way online you can get to it. But things like that, so become inventive to get and then the email at least and or Facebook connections or whatever works at that point in time, and then slowly get moving from there. Huh?
0: absolutely yeah. oh, okay yeah.
4: absolutely can I
1: ask something again sorry
4: no no it's good
1: if if you go to a class where you're not the host i found it pretty hard to bring the ascent the center of attention to myself because i'm not that i can it's i think it's some of my blogs i'm not the kind of person who wants to Stay up front and say, Hey, look what I'm doing. I'd rather be the person who wants to know the other. And then I'm, but then I miss the point of showing what I have to offer. I yeah. get sucked up in the other person, what the other person has to offer. And then I miss the point. Is there something I can switch here? Or,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So yeah. if you're not the host, it is a little bit harder to be talking about your business or your products because you're not the host, you know, like being the host, you've got the floor. Like I can, I can talk about whatever I want. (laughs) So your role when you go to a class, not as the host is more just to make friendships. And then I would again use in, and we, this is in the inviting scripts as well. What is it like when you find out what they do and maybe you're, you're going for coffee ask them so you're in real estate so what does your ideal client look like so when i'm out and about if i saw the ideal client for you i can refer them to you mm-hmm. because when that you ask the person that question and then they tell you the answer what do you think most likely they're going to ask you yeah what's your okay. ideal client
1: then the other person has to have a business or something already beyond the way like you. What is that is certainly the group you addressing, yeah, uh, to come on board into your business. But for example, in my yoga teacher's training, I had diverse. Um, in the past couple of years, uh, most people, like eighty uh, percent, have a have a job, a nine mm-hmm. to five, and are on the way to start as a yoga teacher some make it some don't make it and that's that's the people I'm often um have in my closest circle so is there another way to ask then because they
0: absolutely because what do you think that yoga teacher would love to do or that person who's getting doing the yoga teacher training
1: to create their own business
0: yeah to have another stream of income. So anyone that goes to yoga teacher training usually would love to leave their job to do yoga full-time. Or maybe they're happy in their job, but they would like to have more time to be teaching yoga. So if they could have another income stream, whether it's just a small income stream or a large income stream, they would love that. So that's, that's an ideal market. So what I would do is just get to know them and then... You know, just ask questions. Do you do you look for ways where you could make additional income,
4: mm-hmm. or
0: are are you hoping to have yoga be a strong income stream for you? Are you wanting to leave your job? You know, asking them questions questions about that. Yeah. And have you okay. ever? Are, do you look for ways that you can bring in additional income while you're setting up being able to do yoga full time, you know, so my kitty cats are so (laughs) wanting to be petted so much tonight. (laughs) So those are your ideal clients, because most likely I would say 80% at least would want an additional income stream.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, great. Thank you so much.
0: So yeah. So then it's just a matter of saying like, are you do you actively look for ways to make additional income? There's, I have something that may or may not be for you, but it's something that I've been building on the side because I want to get out of my job and go into yoga teaching full-time. And you don't have to be, you know, it's not like you have to be making 200,000, 300,000 yet. You can just say, "I've I've been working on this because I really want to leave my full-time job and have yoga as a part-time income. And, and this is my other income yeah people don't need you to be have have arrived yet. They just have to see that you are working on something that is going to be your vehicle.
1: Yeah, to- that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I yeah. think I blocked myself there because I always thought I can't approach them because I'm not already there yet. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah <laughs> I'm quite similar, so um maybe a little bit ahead. I have the knowledge and I have I'm on the way. That's what what I'm ahead, but I'm not the successful stage owner who makes 100,000 a year or more. (laughs) So yeah, okay. That's so great. Thank you so much. It's very helpful.
0: Yeah, you're so welcome. And think of it like when you find an exercise class that you want to go to, and maybe you've got like 30 pounds to lose. You haven't arrived there yet, but if you went to an exercise class that you loved, you might to say to your friend, hey, come to this exercise class. I think this is the way that we're going to be able to lose weight. Like you you haven't lost those 30 pounds yet, but you see the potential in this and you say to your friend, hey, let's go together. So this is the same thing. You see that you haven't become a millionaire through your network marketing company yet, but you see the potential to be able to have another income stream. And hey, let's do this together. We, we both have the goal to leave our jobs or create another income stream. And I think this is a really good model. It really aligns with yoga principles, you know, et cetera. Then your other question, Sigrin, was um Oh, yeah. Okay. So, business people are their number one objection is going to be I don't have time. Usually, it's not even I don't have money. It's just, you know, I don't have the extra time. So, what I would always say, I completely understand. Usually, when you have a business, that's your most precious commodity is time. How would you feel if you could have an additional income stream? that wouldn't take much of your time? Or the other approach you can do is, what would be a good amount per year from an income stream, an additional income stream that would be worth your time? Because for example, if someone knows, okay, I could make another 50,000 per year from an income stream, I'd be willing to put in five to 10 hours per week for that. So you you can go into it two ways. How much I totally, so you always want to agree with them. I totally understand as a business owner, time is probably your most precious commodity. If you were to look at an additional income stream, what would you want it to make that would be worth five to 10 hours per week? Because keep in mind, business people have a plethora of other business owners, so it's not going to take them as much time. I don't know if you remember the, the personal development author, Ali, you might remember this guy in USANA. He was a really famous personal development author. And he was in the really early days in, in USANA. Do you remember? he's like he was super famous. And he actually wrote even wrote a book that you and distributed for a while. It wasn't Dennis Waitley, but it was
2: I know, and I've got
0: the book. It's the chap who did property investment as well. Yes. And uh, he left at the same time as Tim Sales. Yes. And was yeah. it with R Richard? Not Richard. It'll come to me because I've got the book inside. So I'll post
3: it in the group.
0: Okay. So he did recording. Okay. He he big business guy. You can bet you he does not have a lot of time, but he has a lot of contacts. And so he probably worked this business four to five maximum hours per week, you know, because he has such a a big circle of influence. So a, a business owner can actually do this more quickly than the average person who doesn't have as many contacts. Okay. So it's not going to take them like literally they could have a very good income stream with five hours per week.
4: That they maybe also have abilities to sort out, uh, source out certain nitty gritty tasks.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
4: So they are concentrating on the connection, and then whatever help them to get uh, signed up and things like that. Somebody else can do. Exactly. It, I mean, if you are at that level, <laughs> you can absolutely you can uh, maybe spend one of your employees <laughs> to do like one hour a day to do these tasks. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And you can also partner with someone. So one of my goal directors in my team, he had so many contacts. And he he was really good at introducing me and the concept to them. And then I would take over and then do the presentation. And then we built one of his sides because it was down one of my re and so it helped me hugely and, and it built one of his sides. It just happened to be where my reentry was. So he provided the leads. I did a lot of the presentations until he was, you know, able to put more time into it. And that worked great. Obviously, it was in a leg that I needed the, the people because <laughs> you can't, you know, do that unless it's going to benefit you, it, 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 unless like in the beginning when you're training someone. But we did this probably for six months. So also, if you have a leader that has a lot of leads, you can also partner with them too. So yeah, a a business person there is always, and and a business person is always going to be on the lookout for, you know, what is a good investment of my time and money? So what if this, what if you did see that this was had a good ROI, return on investment, or a good ROT, return on time? So what if you, what if you, so again, you would have to say, I totally understand as a business owner, time is your most precious commodity. What if when looking at this, you did see that it was a really phenomenal ROI or had a very phenomenal ROI return on investment and in the same way, a phenomenal ROT return on time. And then you can show, would you be open to me showing you how this can be a really good return on investment for l- very little time.
4: as, as uh, um, starting investment is so low, the the high can be very quick received by somebody who knows how it goes. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think make it to business it, for me, I feel that when I've, I want to talk to a business owner, it's a lot of language
0: yes it's a very different language oh my goodness yes
4: yes and and um, the when i in, in the beginning as my background is employee it's not business mind mm. um i i realized that that is one of my challenges as i do not think and mm. for me it was the same uh, compared to when i in, in my job want to mm. convince my not convince want my ideas to be clearly seen to the business part of the people, to the ones, the manager, and things like that. But they, they also talk another language than me being, at, in the beginning, the programmer. So re- also here I had to learn what are the keywords then they are after and whatever. So, and, and yeah, and, and I get to learn this surrounding myself more with the uh, business mind people. And I'm still sometimes oh ah, and yeah, that's how that uh, okay. <laughs> you can see it this way as well. And and slowly I I make that uh, my my own jacket, let's say. But I, 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 my experience is that it takes some time when you really pure um, employee and and have to then work on the business mind. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, yes, Thank you. Yeah. That He's uh, for sure helping here, mm-hmm. and that's. Um, and I still I find myself in employee thinking and I'm astonished what the business guy's telling me. Yeah. 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 And yesterday I had a, a, a fun. I, I take it as fun. I had a lady where I had a communication with a meeting with a lady <laughs> and, and she and, and we didn't um, we do similar things, I mean in, in wellness terms, terms, and, and that we found out it's kind of complementary, yeah. And then in, in the conversation, I learned that she had, I don't know, two, three businesses in the past, and the husband of the past, not now, has another big business with 100 employees, blah, blah, blah. So clearly business-minded person, yeah? yeah. She, yeah. due to health reasons, she stopped all of this, and now is focusing on the wealth part of the thing. So is uh, she is NLP practitioner, blah, 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 all of this kind of stuff, Yeah and and we're talking along this line and then um like because she was i I was saying hey I have a skincare event coming up would that be something into oh you do a lot of things to say ah, that links together because I also have a, um, a american product partner where it's about uh, supplements and uh and uh, shakes. And as soon as I said supplement, she said, no, 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 no. stop that. She had a very big reaction to this. Okay. I said, that's, I had the feeling that that's not your thing. That's why I'm not mentioned. It's just because they also have skincare and I'm putting them back to skincare that, um that I only mentioned it. Otherwise I wouldn't have mentioned it. And then she went down again and, and said, it was a nice meeting. <laughs> so, but <laughs> Here I I for sure not immediately go further on supplements because mm-hmm. this reaction was there, but there still are possibilities for working together, and you never know what along the line her um yeah attitude towards supplements could evolve to. But that would not be my number one go for um business partner. But still I can yeah. learn from her how a business mind is working.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's always wherever the person's at. So she was interested in the skincare. So that's you. You could see like that is the the way to go. But you never know down the line once they start loving something what that can open up. Yeah, so
4: that's um, yeah, that's what I, I felt. And mm-hmm. she was interested in my sound stuff. So <laughs> So there's
0: yeah, there's a lot of there's things.
4: Many that- openings. Yes. Yeah. And I will join one of her classes. So, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I think that's also important. That's uh, uh, how that I also give. I mean, give in terms of I go to somebody else's offerings, huh, and then take it from there. Huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. So Hannah also had a question about follow up, and so that question was, how long do you follow up with someone? And in her case, the person was initially really interested in the products and the business, and then she got busy with family life. So she canceled the meeting and then she was just interested in the products. She decided she didn't want to do the business. And then she canceled another meeting and now she's not sure she wants to do anything. (laughs) So (laughs) Hannah's question was, well, how long do I follow up with this person? And since they seem to be kind of wishy-washy about the business, is that really the type of person that I want in the business? So there's there's different philosophies on this. So a lot of people will say, you know, if people are wishy-washy, you know, just forget about them. I tend to have a little bit of a different philosophy. If I like the person and I want them to, or, or if I like them or I think that they would be good in the business, I will tend to follow up with them until they say I'm not interested. If I don't really like the person, and I don't think they would be good in my business, then I I don't follow up with them. So my advice to Hannah would be like, do you like this person or do you think that she would be good in the business? And then make your decision based on that. And I'll give you an example why. I have a, a Dr. Kate McIlvain, and she doesn't mind that I tell a story because she um she's heard it many times. <laughs> so she she is a um, I think she's a gynecologist. No, she's a midwife. She's a midwife. I got that wrong. And she canceled on me. It had to be about like five or six times, but I just knew she was really busy as a midwife. And so I just kept resetting the appointment because number one, I liked her. And I also knew that she would do well in the business. And so five or six times later, we finally met and she did join, but to this day, she always says, I don't know why every time I canceled that you even kept trying And I always say it was because I liked you and I knew you would do well in the business. So the same thing, I think if you have someone that keeps canceling for whatever reason, if you don't like them personally, or you don't think they're going to do well in your business, I would just leave it. But if you do like them and you think they would do well, keep following up until they say, you know, this isn't for me. And, you know, in Kate's Kate was always lovely whenever she'd call and say, "I'm so sorry, I can't can't make this. Um, something came up, you know, whatever it was." And I would say, "That's totally fine. How does next week work at three o'clock?" So I would never make her feel bad. I would just say, "That's totally fine. Totally get it. Let's let's set another time that works for you. How does this time work for you?"
4: Well, at the same moment, if they had they have to cancel it, mm-hmm. they are already in a in a kind of Yeah. Guilt position. Yeah. Yes. And therefore more open to your suggestion of rescheduling as that feels like relieving the guilt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when you couple it, that's exactly right, Claudia. When you couple it with, do not worry completely. I totally understand how busy life can get or how things can come up. How is next week at this time? So you're positive, you're proactive, you're setting the next appointment very professionally. And then you also wanna make sure that you, the day before and always with, with any presentation that you're doing, you're always confirming confirming it the day before. So that also increase, increases the likelihood because when if they've postponed and then you're calling them the day before to confirm, you know, it's it lessens the chance that they're they're not going to show or that they're going to postpone on you.
4: If you use automated tool, that's what they do. But if you don't have yet automated tool? Then you better have a reminder.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what other questions do we have, or any struggles you're experiencing? Annette, do you have any? questions you always have great questions
3: I don't have question, but I love the answer you gave so I always go back and talk about people not following up and I cancelled and rescheduled when because I'm the one who who actually got in contact with my company and I cancelled rescheduled because I was going through a cancer thing So I I did that about four times, and finally I was able to make it. Yeah. And I didn't look the way I look now. You know, I mean, I looked really old and very ill, and they looked at me and they probably thought, how is this woman going to do this work? You know, I've struggled to even speak. But because I was so interested in being healthy, I took on board whatever I could find, and eventually I became healthier, and I'm still here, and they left. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I liked your philosophy, but but you don't know, as you said before, to to uh, Mir- is it Miriam? No. Yep.
0: No, you're Miriam.
3: What no. you said to Miriam before about you don't know what you know, you can do people a disservice. Can you imagine if people completely gave up on me? I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys. I wouldn't be on this earth anymore. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I rescheduled four times, and I'm so glad I did. And they didn't give up on me, and I looked absolutely shocking. I was only 43 kilos. So, you know, keep it in mind. Don't judge people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that is such a lovely story, Annette. Yeah what what if they hadn't rescheduled you know and what if the person hadn't told you about the products
3: yes, yes. yeah
0: yeah so that's my bit be- that's I love that in it yeah it's so so important and i always say tell that story about the person who challenged me and said what do you know about network marketing you know what if he hadn't have said that you know i would have just gone my merry way and kept thinking that network marketing was terrible
4: and, and I, I happily reuse Annette's story. <laughs> Do you see? In, yes, see. In, in, in my go. talks when, when it's appropriate. And yeah. I also know if the prospect would wish, I always can make a meeting together with Annette. So we can also join force and join uh, venture together. Huh?
0: Yeah, Claudia, that's such a good point, is to remember these stories that you can use in your prospecting, in your presentations. Yeah especially with the feel felt felt found i totally understand how you feel i actually have a colleague who da, 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 da.
4: And, and, and that is something in the beginning when you do not have your own stories maybe or you don't recall or whatever it's it's good to have others i mean also i'm also not making the one million i might want to aim for in per year in my usana thing but i know you <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely and and we have to remember like in in network marketing we want to make money quickly you know because we've been used to a job where we get paid you know weekly or monthly or whatever it is but you have to remember most businesses don't make money for three to five years and many businesses are still operating at a deficit for years and years and years and years and years, and years. You know, so we can we can actually make money quicker in network marketing than most businesses. Nice. It's just that we have a different mindset because we've come from a nine to five, you know, so it's it's a it's a very different mindset.
4: Mm. I, I think that's a, a similar switch in the mind than we had on the call before where we say it's learning through learning or learning through action. Mm. The difference. Mm. Yeah. And, and now also here there is this mind shift that uh, what what is good for employee mind is mm. different for and, and what is it and how can I get this message into my body <laughs> to act better act on it? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. And where where can you the question is always to and, and this is even something that you can ask yourself before you go to bed, where can I find my ideal time? Time, a team. (laughs) Sorry, it's getting late. (laughs) Where can I find my ideal clients? So ask yourself that before you go to bed at night because your subconscious will work on it. You know, where can I find my ideal time, my ideal team, my ideal clients? You know, where could I go? You know, and then in the morning, you might have this little like nudge, this little ping, as we call it in Create Your Dream Year to go to a coffee shop. And then you meet, you know, a team member. So it's, yeah, it, the, these little, little things. It's just, yeah, I, I so believe, I mean, I know you guys know this, but I so believe in the power of the subconscious and the universe. And that time before bed is so crucial. Mm-hmm. And then getting clear on what you want and asking questions is a form of getting clear on what, what you want. How can I, and then listening to the pings. There's a there's a yoga class I've been wanting to go to, but it's at it's at five o'clock at night. So oftentimes I don't really like doing classes like yoga or dance at night because I'm too tired. You know, at the end of the day, I don't want to go out and move. I like to do it in the morning. But I'd wanted to go to this yoga class. So if it, it was at five o'clock today. And at two o'clock, I was like, Oh, it's no, you said you're gonna go. So I got online. And then the teacher that had I've been hearing all these good things about, she wasn't gonna be teaching the class. So then my mind is like, Oh, you shouldn't go. I'm like, No, you need to go. And I just really felt like I needed to go. And so I booked it. I went to the class. It's been so hot here today. Like I'm Annette, I'm sure you you've been having the same temperature. <laughs> I was the only person in this massive shala because it was so hot during the day. I think people thought it was going to be too hot in the yoga place, but it wasn't. So I had a one-on-one yoga class. Oh, <laughs> And that is the the power of like listening to those little pings. And what I didn't tell you is a couple of my questions were last night is I need to heal my hip because I'm still having issues with my hip. And I want to find an outdoor place to teach dance. That's like in an outdoor yoga shala. So that ping to go to this class, two things happen. It so helped my hip and it could be the perfect place to teach an outside dance class. So that power of asking yourself questions at night, where can I find my ideal team? Where can I find my ideal clients for our network marketing business? And then listen to the pings as they come up. Mm we're very powerful beings
4: the, the art here is also to <clears throat> to open your mind up and receive the things because it's mm. also not so easy if you're stuck in a certain container yes. this um message doesn't necessarily get through to you so yeah. you also put yourself in an open mind state which allows you to receive these things and not when something comes but also then if you are in your belief uh, prison, let's say. So it comes, but you don't see it. You you say immediately, no, there's nothing for me. That does blah, 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 blah. You have all the excuses. So it's important that you put yourself in the good mood here.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And to allow yourself downtime during the day so that not consistently being busy, busy, busy all the time. Like... When you eat your meals, just eat your meal, unless you're talking with people, that's just as beneficiary, but you know, don't watch, don't be on your phone watching TV, like just sit with your food, take like five minutes in the morning. I always do this where I just sit on my couch and I'm just, just sit there and feel and think because that's when the ideas come in. So if we're too busy, we can't even hear those pings or in Claudia's what she's saying. If you're too rigid, you're not going to allow, allow the ideas to come in yeah so just a little bit of downtime every day will so help you to be able to hear your intuition all right we are at just a little bit over the hour so let's take a quick little picture i'm melting are you hot annette very (laughs) (laughs) it's it's literally the the like all day it's been like extreme warning for the temperature it's been like 87 90 degrees so hot (laughs) but but 82 percent humidity 82% 82% humidity. Meanwhile, it's freezing in England and Europe and
3: yep.
0: <laughs> got the goat. All right. One, two, three. And then our crazy one. one two, three. Super good. Great questions, ladies. Really, really good. So keep stepping into any fear, any resistance, and then using all of these things that we learned today. Your two ahas and your action steps, they're absolutely beautiful for helping everybody. And have just the most wonderful week. And keep doing, remember, keep doing things that you love. All right, we'll see everyone next week. Bye. Bye bye. Bye-bye.